This week on Erotic Awakening, Exhibitionism. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. Warning, warning. <laughs> Explicit sex. Right around the corner. If you don't want to hear... Moaning and groaning. <laughs> and orgasming and sexing, do stop listening now. We're not just going to say orgasm. We're going to have an orgasm on the show. Well, we aren't, but someone is. <laughs> I think we participated, as yeah, far as I'm concerned. just a little. <laughs> because today's show is on exhibitionism, and you can't be an exhibitionist unless you have somebody watching. Exactly. So? So do I have my terminology right here? A voyeur is someone who likes to watch. watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And an exhibitionist... Likes to be watched. Okay. <laughs> So if you were an exhibitionist and I was a voyeur, that would be a, a good couple. Good combination. Okay. Yes. So we, we've got that right. <laughs> so we're going to cut to the chase pretty quickly and listen to our interview with Anya. Anya, who came into our studio here. <laughs> came into our studio. <laughs> she did come into our studio and... Gave us a nice overview on why someone would be an exhibitionist, mm -hmm. what she enjoys about it, and then she kind of got a, a toy <laughs> and exhibitioned. <laughs> as much as can be done through sound. She did indeed. So that'll be a lot of fun to listen to. A very interesting interview as well. And we'll also be reviewing the Under His Hand blog. Mm -hmm. This is a blog that's uh, a little bit... It's very similar to some of the Master Slave blogs we've done before, but uh, our author on this one calls herself, or calls the blog a relationship between a master and a cunt. Mm -hmm. And in this relationship, she is the cunt, and she is our the author of our blog of the week. If you would like your blog reviewed, or contact us for any other reason, you can get a hold of us via email at eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. Or the contact form that's on the website, again, bluecatservices.org. We have voicemail, 206-309-0054. And if you'd like to actually be on the show, leave us a quick message. We'd be happy to post that. And, of course, we can be found on FetLife. Um, we have a group called Erotic Awakening. As well as we can be found at a variety of events around the United States. We have... Kinky College coming up. Kinky College coming up. Burger Munch. Burger Munch in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So we've got Illinois, we've got Pennsylvania. We're all over the place. If you really are that into figuring out where we're going to be and would like to stalk us in person instead of just over <laughs> Twitter, you can head over to Blue Cat Services and click on the calendar link, and that gives you a good idea where we're going to be. So today's blog 
is the Under His Hand blog, and you can find that at underhishand.com. And we're, when we look for different blogs that we want to review, uh, this one, I almost turned this one down right off the bat because you see it has a very handsome banner. And then the very first post on today's blog is connecting with your 14-year-old son. And it's like, ew, this is not the kind of thing that we want to do. But you read it a little further, and it is about how our author happened to be able to get to sing a 20-year-old Aussie song with the 14-year-old Exactly. Son. So it, it just shows like a little reflection of a little piece of her life that day that doesn't necessarily have to do with her MS or, you know, her, her lifestyle. So she does try to keep, you know, a little bit of flavor of that as well. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a blog that's not only about someone's sexual exploits or about their master-slave relationship, but also about her life in general. And we see that in her reflections on being able to sing a song with her 14-year-old son. And I've certainly had that. Mm-hmm happen in my life as well having one of the kids say that oh you got to listen to this this new band it's fantastic they're called <laughs> Judas Priest exactly <laughs> so the blog is the almost daily journal detailing the ups and downs of a master cunt relationship come along with me as I work through relearning life his way and I'm not really sure why this is a master cunt relationship versus a master slave relationship and as I read through the blog I'm not exactly sure why they're distinguishing that there's a difference between the two. Right. So I actually, I think I'll write her an email and see if she can help explain that a little bit for me. But I'm not seeing it in there. What I am seeing is a pretty much a pretty basic master-slave relationship. The advertising links on the side, not so, not so bad. There is some advertising in there, but it's not horribly in your face. Your standard column worth of buy this and buy that. Um... You know, nothing that's overly overly done and gets in your way. And certainly gives you an opportunity to see some interesting things along in there. And if nothing else, if you go to the site, click on the Kinky Crafts menu item across the top. And apparently we are making some kinky crafts here. And we're using some clothespins. Clothespins, yay. And we're making them look all pretty with different papers and stuff. And I really like this one. There's one... Uh, and that Amber the Rope Slut, would, <laughs> she would appreciate this one. There's a clothespin with the word silence written on it. And the picture shows it's hanging off her tongue. Ooh. And then we get into some more Naughty pins. things to do with clothespins. And then we have a tack bra, which is a bunch of tacks. <gasps> Holy cow. Which I guess. Oh, yum. We'll let you look <laughs> at that one on your own. So there's a bunch of interesting things from that perspective. And it's all just little homemade stuff. Um, little kinky crafts, just like it says it is. I look into the blog itself, and some of it's pretty nice reflections. And some of it, for me, is a little not so much. Um, she has a post in here about how... Uh, she says, I want to stretch my wings. I want to talk freely without the fear of repercussions. Uh, his methods of enforcing his rights, of getting his ways, of asserting his ownership can be tasteless. Um, and she goes on to say that this is just one of the bitter facts of my fate, of being a slave. And that she doesn't like, Ooh. in this particular post, doesn't like being owned. I read some of that too, so I was a little curious. So you are 
Don, my slave, yes. do you feel that you can talk freely without fear of repercussions? Absolutely. We've set up a space where that can absolutely be done. And do you feel like I allow you to stretch your wings? Absolutely. So there's one of the, the misconceptions for myself. And maybe it's just a personal thing. For me, a master-slave relationship, regardless of the term slave, is still about choice. Don can walk away from me at any moment, at any time. And if I start becoming a dick, if I start having unprotected sex outside of our relationship, if I start ignoring her basic needs, if I start not taking care of my responsibilities, I would expect Don, and Don is the kind of person who would say, Master, I'm going to have to give you your collar back because this no longer feeds me. Yeah. So I can no longer grow because one of our main things is growth. And if you're constantly stifling the other person, then it's not a good, healthy relationship in our eyes. Granted, and that is in our eyes. Now, again, we have plenty of friends that believe that once they've decided to be a slave, that's the last choice they get to make. Right. And at this point, it's done, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever master decides or mistress decides is good enough. And I also want to point out that I understand that I have bad days. And there's days when in my blog I write, being a master is just a pain in the ass. There's too much responsibility. There's too much work involved. And nobody cares that I'm putting all this effort in and all this. You know, you get whiny on occasion. And Mm -hmm. I hope I like to think that I don't do that on occasion. But it happens, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't want to suggest that she's not enjoying being a cunt from one post but i don't want people to go read that and say oh once you're a slave if master turns into a big egomaniac asshole i guess i just stuck with that right you know well i tell you what if you're out there if you're submissive if you're a slave as far as i'm concerned you still have choices you know i expect a lot from my slaves i expect my slaves to obey without a lot of questioning without a lot of pushback but i also i certainly don't raise slaves to be mindless. I don't raise them to be mechanical, to be robots. Anyone that ends up under my collar, I like to believe, at the end of that relationship, if it does end, ends up being a better human being overall. So, yeah, we're allowed to blossom. So, you know, we're allowed to take that stuff that we know we want to do or know we want to be and pull it out under your guidance. If you disagree with If you want your master-slave relationships to be a lot more hardcore, something else, or maybe you agree, head on over to the website, toss us an email, and, you know, if you say, Dan, you're the biggest dick in the world, and you got no (laughs) clue how master-slave relationships work, you know, I'll be happy to put that on the next podcast. Absolutely. We'd love to have differing opinions on how other people do it. So, I mean, we've been living this for quite a while, but there are other ways to do it, so. Indeed. (laughs) so enough of that so go check out the blog make your own opinion right undershand.com head over there check it out read through some stuff see if you recognize the Aussie song take a look at the tack (laughs) bra that made Don go ooh (laughs) and decide for yourself So here we are in studio today, and I've noticed it's a little more crowded than normal. So a little more crowded, so we've got one, two, well, at least three people in here to make for a good show. Plus the two of us, that's five people. So Uh why do we have an audience today? Ooh, it's on exhibitionism. We are, and directly between us, our interviewee for today's show. Mm Mm-hmm, Anya. 
Hi. Hi, Anya. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. Hi. My understanding is that when we put out the call for someone who knew something about or enjoyed exhibitionism, that you're someone that says, oh, that's me, that's me. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't reply to your request fast enough. Well, we thought it would be fun to not just interview an exhibitionee, but to also have you exhibition on the show. Oh, I think I can do that. I think you can too. And I think that the fact that in our studio, within arm's reach is a full-size queen bed, is going to help you ex exhibitionism. <laughs> exhibitionism. Okay, great. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not using very good terminology here. Is, is that really a word? Exhibitionism? So you are... <laughs> You and are an exhibitionist. Yes, I am. What does that mean? Well, uh, it means that I like to have people watch me when I do various things. It could be when I play in a dungeon or um, just wherever. When, when I'm playing in a dungeon, I like people seeing me. Does it matter if they're strangers or is that more of a turn-on? I don't think it really matters. Uh, sometimes I actually feel a little more shy around people I know. Okay, that that, that, that happens sometimes, yeah. depending on what we're doing. Um, we were at Cope last weekend, and we I I didn't I didn't even notice who was watching us, but I know that they were. Were Were you playing in the main dungeon? Oh yes. So there's probably about a hundred people watching us. Oh right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's naughty, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it was great. <laughs> why, why do you think that's a thrill? What turns you on about being watched? I don't know. I think that because in my real life, in my vanilla world, I am very quiet, actually, and prefer to be in the background. And this gives me the opportunity to sort of play out that fantasy of being who I have always wanted to be. When, when you fantasize, when you're by yourself... Do you self-pleasure and think about, oh, I wish somebody was watching me right now? Or, Well, sometimes I do. Um, if I'm self-pleasuring, I'll be thinking of my dominant or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or um, actually, he'll be on the other end of the phone telling me what a um, dirty something or other that I am. You, you, you mumbled through that just a little bit. <laughs> She's not used to saying the words. She's used to hearing them. <laughs> oh, well, and I mean, this being, this going out over the air. Oh, no, we talk dirtier than that. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, I, I know. And we have had people that are concerned about that. Can I say, you know, penis on the show? And we say, no, that's completely unacceptable. You must say cock. <laughs> cock and the pussy and right. you got it yeah and you're you know you're just a filthy little ass slut yeah see you're getting in there nice. already yeah <laughs> you're gonna lose me on this one yeah. <laughs> so dawn's turned into a voyeur all of a sudden <laughs> so when did you discover that being an exhibitionist was something that turned you on I think, well, I started going to the dungeon about three, four years ago. And at the time, it was like, oh, just raise my skirt a little and spank me. Uh, maybe lower the panties. and But I don't want anything else showing. 
I don't know what happened. Um, eventually, I became more comfortable with myself. And I think part of it was seeing the people at the dungeon who were very comfortable with their bodies and weren't afraid to show what they had. And so I started, if oh, I was going there for like a year or two before I took anything off. And so when I did, you know, you just couldn't stop me then. Once you take them off, you realize they're just in the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I'm much more comfortable um, even outside of the dungeon with myself nice. as a result. Nice. Well, that's an interesting thing that's grown from that then. So are you no longer a shy person outside the dungeon, or do you think you're a little less shy? Has it affected your life? How has it affected your life outside the dungeon? Well, I think it's affected my life because, uh, for instance, where I work, we have to change into uniforms, and we share this locker room. Uh, most of the women go off to the shower stalls or something mm -hmm. like that to change. I'm like, you know, I don't have anything that I <laughs> that God didn't give everybody else mm -hmm. that's in this room, mm -hmm. and... I just stand at my locker and change. And it's an interesting thing to see when you go into these dungeons mm -hmm. is that uh, not only, you know, I, I've seen on TV how they portray what a dungeon might look like. Right. And it's filled mm -hmm. with people that, well, they're actors, basically. They have the body type and the, mm -hmm. the, the looks and the hairstyle. Exactly. Right. And that's not, is that not what we see in the normal dungeons, in real life dungeons? I mean, the real-life dungeons, you see real-life people. and People of size, people of uh, Yeah, whatever. all different sizes and shapes and um, hair colors and styles. And, you know, just like you would uh, going to, I don't know, going to the store. Right. Except right. some of us have our clothes off. <laughs> Most of us. I, I don't go or to that store. clothes on. I don't yes. go to that store, but that sounds like a nice store. <laughs> So you like being on stage, is yes. how I would say it. Mm -hmm. So you've progressed from keeping the clothes on to wanting to keep them off. And so what are you going to do for us today? Well, I will, I, I can't promise anything, but uh, I think I'm going to have a little session with the magic wand and the Mr. Hitachi, I like to call it. And <laughs> he's he's my friend when um, there are not others around. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to masturbate and hopefully have a wonderful orgasm for your audience. Nice. And, and for us as well, to be honest. Oh, yeah. to watch. <laughs> just be honest, there is no podcast at all. We just want to watch you. Yeah. pleasure. Oh, well, you know, if that's the case, that's fine too. <laughs> as long as there's an audience. Yes. <laughs> so, now let me get this straight. I'm going to pause this for a moment, and when we come back, you're going to have an orgasm for us right here on the podcast. That's, that's what I'm going to try to do. Well, hell yeah. Let me put pause then. Well, let's get going. Get a little bit of that going. Uh -huh. uh, okay. <laughs> uh. 
I felt a little self-conscious when I started uh, just now and but uh, then eventually you know just sort of dropped into that headspace where you know I could enjoy myself and with and not worry about the audience or whether they're going to like the technique because yeah I still struggle with that a little bit but uh, especially in a small room like this <laughs> So was it important that people were watching? Was that in your... It helped. I mean, at first I felt self-conscious, but then after a couple minutes, it uh, it was sort of like feeding off the energy. You know, I was feeding off of 
you know, there was energy in this room and from everybody that's here. And uh, it actually enhanced the experience. And I didn't worry so much about, oh, does this look good? Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's no film of this as far as I know. So... <laughs> <laughs> You don't know us very well, do you? <laughs> well, as I said, as far as I know. <laughs> so it was uh, it was quite an experience. I've never done anything like that. I mean, for um, vanilla things, I've done a couple radio interviews. But, uh, it's you know, so, I guess. yeah, yeah, I've never had an orgasm on the air before. So this is a first for me. And you, and you, Dan and Dawn, pop my cherry. Coming up next week. Massacast. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.